Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Holy guacamole. It's episode 100 on the Strategy Hour podcast. And we Pop are some champagne. Oh, Give me man. a puppy. Send me a burrito. Yes, that kind of excitement level around here. And it's who knew so- we would get to 100? No, I don't. No. I didn't think that was possible. And instead of it just being Emily and I on the podcast today, which at this point, if you're used to any sort of rhythm, even numbers or Abigail and Emily, odd numbers or guests, but this isn't really a guest so much. We actually have one of the biggest behind-the-scenes members of our team on the show. Nicolette is here today, and we are talking all things growing a team, the state of TCC, what's coming for the podcast, where we're going in the future, all the things. Spoiler alert, it's all shutting down. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, Nicolette, if you can say a big fat hello to all the people listening... Hello. I'm super excited to be here and chat with you guys today. Oh, well, we love Nikki. She is a huge, huge part of what goes around around here. Even if you don't necessarily see her or hear her, she is buzzing in the background. And you might have seen her or heard her if you have Trello for Business because she's mm-hmm. like doing all the Trello tips and she's She's our resident video lady. But what I want to start out with is really jump into like, how's the podcast going? And, you know, as Nikki is kind of like the outsider, what, what does she think it's how it's going? <laughs> do you think? Yeah, we haven't done a podcast update in a while. Yeah. Nicolette, so what do you think? Do you think we suck or uh, <laughs> do you think we should keep going? I think you should keep going. Obviously, I don't suck. I don't think you'd suck. <laughs> I don't suck. But I think it's kind of the only podcast I kind of listen to at the moment, and that's bad. But at the times, I kind of I mean, is it bad, though? <laughs> well, for research purposes, I should be listening to That's true. Podcasts. That's true. Get back to work, Vicky. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we're 100 episodes in, and I think last time we updated y'all on the podcast, we were about a month in, and we at that point had just made our decision that podcasting was worth it for us. And I think, although I have not determined that it's not worth it, like it hasn't changed its role. It's in, it's been very different. It's been one of those platforms for us that like hasn't exponentially taken off like other things that we've done. It hasn't been one of those things where we're like, oh my God, it was the best decision we ever made in our business. It's still one of those things that like we really have to be extremely disciplined about 
doing and reaching out to people and recording episodes and like making it all come together. But it's paying for itself and has been for a while, plus some, which is excellent. But we also just implemented a new strategy uh, to hopefully bring some more money into the podcast realm in the near future. Yeah. Nikki, do you know what that strategy is? No. What, <laughs> what have you been keeping from me? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, you, you know what it is. Don't even fret. We actually went out, and for those of you who don't know, we're in a mastermind with other podcast peeps, and we were asking them sponsorship for the podcast has been like the top of our agenda for the podcast specifically for a long time now, and we have had a couple sponsors at this point, but it it's just kind of been like so-so like it it hasn't taken off but because we haven't spent any time on it let's be honest yeah like let's be real about all of it that's the reason so we went into the mastermind was like seriously guys what are we gonna do and one of them's like why don't you hire a talent agency and And we're like what i was like are you joking a talent agency that requires me having talent (laughs) (laughs) you do So so we hopped on the phone with Jessica and it's of JK agency. She was awesome. She's hilarious. She talks fast. She's quick to the point. She's like a no bullshitter, which we all love. And I think the most interesting thing that I took away from that conversation is it's very rare for us to hear from someone who hasn't heard of our business at all. Like we hire from within. And so it's very, very normal for someone to be a member of our community for a long time before we get to know them on, on that level. But she was a total, complete stranger. Never heard of us, never seen our stuff. She had looked at our, our website and our Instagram and our podcast before hopping on our call, but that was it. And she immediately was like, well, y'all are a lifestyle brand. And Abby and I were like, uh, okay, well, that's what we like think that we're going into because like our audience is shifting and this is changing over here. And she's like, no, no, like you're already there. Stop even talking about it. (laughs) So that was weird. So then that kind of opens up some new realms. So you might be hearing some new content on the podcast. You might be hearing from some new businesses who are we're supporting. Like we don't even know where that's going to take us, but it's interesting to hear from someone who thinks that. So how does that even work getting started with like a talent agency and they specifically focus on podcasts or? Yeah. Yeah. So she specifically focuses on podcasts and literally it was just like, she kind of took a look at her audience, took a look at our brand on our website and Instagram and whatever, listened to the show. She literally just asked for numbers, asked for data, asked us like who we would want and feel comfortable about sponsoring the podcast. And then she has amazing tactics and amazing Rolodex of contacts that she reaches out to and makes magic happen. Well, and as far as price, like I think the biggest hesitation we had always thought with going out and getting something like that is generally when you think of growing your team, you think dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills. And, but for that, it was so reasonable to us and we and we only saw potential. So there is a monthly retainer, but it's very, very, very small. Yep. And then the rest of it is based on commissions. So she doesn't get paid unless we get paid. Yep. And for us, that just makes sense. So if the podcast is bringing in money, then she is making money and everyone's mm-hmm. happy. Yeah, it was super, super simple process that 
I'm excited is just off of our plate because we were having to hunt down the contact information and try to build the relationship and chat with someone. Like when you reach out to someone for a sponsorship specifically and it's so cold, like it's really, really hard to take that conversation further. But since she is an agent and knows other agents, then she's making the connection with those people who are the deciding factors anyways. We were trying to reach out to the actual like brand and business themselves and it just gets hard. You know, we, we know how easy it is to get lost in email and lost in communication. So people are busy. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. So more, better, bigger. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that goes into where we kind of want the business to go. So we were having a conversation just this morning and, you know, really kind of thinking about where do we see TCC in the future and like, how does it all shape up? And so ultimately, like we have big aspirations, like we'd love to be able to say we own a million dollar business. And that's something that we own and something that we like work towards. But as far as how that happens, in the past, all of that money has come from launching. And we're excellent launchers, by the way, I don't know if you know this yet. But we were so in that mindset for so long. And it's very exhausting. And it it takes up so much of your time and so much of your energy. And ultimately, we don't want that to be making up the bulk of the business. So I think the hope is that podcast sponsors will eventually make up around 10% of our um, business revenue. And 40% will be made up with, you know, evergreen type content, reoccurring revenue that's just coming in from people seeing things like Trello for Business and other courses. And the rest will be made up with like legitimate launches from our our actual signature course and that's yeah because I think I think that that's the perfect way of breaking it down where we finally got the clarity even if it was legitimately just this morning of we've talked with y'all about a lot about how we wanted to change our launching strategy from what we did in 2016 where if you're unfamiliar we were doing blitz launches so we're launching something every two weeks we'd have at least two webinars a month we would sell something at the end we would gear up for the next launch promote that webinar go live, sell it, close the cart, promote another webinar. I mean, twice a month, every single month in all of 2016. And it was exhausting, right? And so we asked ourselves and we told ourselves we need a new strategy. We need to try something bigger or something better so we can get bigger, better results. And so we did that for 2017. And I know we're just still like halfway through, a little over now, but it's worked. Like the strategies that we've put into place have worked really well, but we still like want to take that even further. And like, how can we really scale back on launching just like maybe four times a year and have that like residual income coming in every single month. And it's not too far off. I thought one day that, okay, maybe that's not super realistic, but looking at our numbers inside of what comes through Teachable without us launching our own stuff, like it blows my mind how like active just like word of mouth and our content and the podcast and like all of these things that work together. Because if you guys haven't heard us say it before, we'll reiterate it. Like it's never down to just one strategy that's going to help grow your business. I could not sit here and say like, 
even though we had a great Facebook ad campaign, that's not the thing that's like made all of this work really well. It's not just the podcast. It's not just the blog. It's not just that we sell courses. It's not just that we have a Facebook group. Like it's literally none of that. It's all of those pieces working together. So whether that is overwhelming or not (laughs) to you and where you are in your business, I think the biggest thing that's helped us keep all of that together is our team. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think we don't necessarily highlight the team enough or talk about them enough, but, you know, they're integral. Like, mm-hmm. Nikki came on, you know, just doing graphics initially. Yeah. And her. Well, role- and actually, just as a contributor to the well, YouTube true. channel, that's, actually. Yeah. I think it, uh, she really started out as a quote unquote volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. which eventually turned into a paid contractor role and we're I mean in discussions to eventually work towards her being our first full time employee. And that's I mean, that's just so exciting. And so Nikki, let's spend some time and talk about like what was that process like? How like what was the mindset shifts you went through from like those early days of just being in the Facebook group and being an ambassador to now working part-time with us? So, well, it's been a gradual (laughs) process, but I remember when you first approached me and you're like, we'd love for you to be an ambassador. I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then it was, will you be a TCC TV contributor? And I was like, oh my God, yes. What can I talk about? And you're like, talk about anything you want. Talk about Canva, talk about Trello tips. Like that's how it started. And then from there, you asked me if I want to do graphics, which I love. So I did became the graphics person. And I think when I got on board, Emily, you became a mother. And Abby, you had some health things that you were working through. And I think we realized that you were doing things that you didn't need to be doing. So I just keep kept taking things off your plate. So it evolved from there. And I think I like that it was a gradual process because it, it, it was easy for us to kind of get used to the change and used to each other. And yeah, we weren't really sure where it was leading, but it was it was a, a good slow initial. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that's the important thing for everyone to remember if you're looking on bringing on someone to your own team, like. And we always say, like, we hire our tribe, period. Like, it's very, very rare for us to hire someone that plays, like, such an insider role with a complete stranger. Like, I don't think it would happen. We have, obviously, people who didn't know us before on our team, but they they are those outside roles that, that they do one very task, one small task really well. I think bringing someone on who knows your business, who knows your goals, who understands your mission and your why and like literally what are you doing in life is super crucial to help with that. Like you were able to see where you could pick up pieces. You were able to see like where the holes were and you were able to see like what are some of the things that could be done in TCC that maybe we had been doing before but hadn't had the time or opportunity to pick up again. And I think with someone who knows your business really well, that that helps make that transition a lot more smooth. Hmm. Well, and I think part of what made such a big impression on me initially was that Nikki had been around since before you and I were in business. And so Nikki used to read my blog and like, maybe I'm I'm just (laughs) partial. (laughs) No, like, I just think it just makes it feel really special because 
that makes me feel more real with you. Like, I think people who come in later in the game, like, all of a sudden make me out to be, like, this totally different person, but I'm still human and I'm still have, like, weird shit going on in my life and I'm still super approachable. But, like, I think people tend to elevate you at some point and because you had that, like, really ground level, like, I was just just a girl on the internet <laughs> blogging. Just a girl know. standing in front of her Squarespace website asking, <laughs> where are my dreamings? It's, it's true. I don't know. I just made it a lot easier for me to be myself. And, and not that I'm not myself with other people, but it just it made that process a lot more genuine. But I think what's helped with the transition is it wasn't always that Nikki was like, you know what? I want to do X. For you now. It was really us seeing and calling out in her her strengths mm-hmm. and us approaching her with like, you know, I see you really being good at this. Like, what are your thoughts? What are your interests? And so Nikki, tell me like, how did that make you feel? And like, not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> how does that make you feel, Nikki? How does that make you feel? Like, like, what does that make us a better boss? Like, do you, would you prefer I just wait until you tell me what you want to do? Like, I don't know. I think the last thing that you want to do is get another person on board that can do all the things. I think it's good that you're like, this person is specifically good at this. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to get a VA that does all the things. You want to get VAs that specialize in certain things. And so I think that was good because I could say, I'm really good at this and you could see those things. So I think it makes my job easier because those are the things that I like doing, that I'm good at, that I do really fast. And sure. There are going to be some new things that I don't know that don't make sense and we figure them out as we go. Yeah, I think what I love about our team meetings is regularly checking in with the team. What are you working on? How is that going? Is this still something that you want to be doing? Because, yeah, I I mean, if I want to do accounting and you have me doing graphics, that would probably be a problem. So (laughs) we'd have to be like, okay, maybe we need to move you to this area. So, yeah, I think that is really good to play off someone's strengths. Well, I think that's that's a really important factor to to mention to everybody is that we've just initiated biweekly meetings with the core team. So the three of us right here um, meet twice a month and our whole team meets once a month. And the, the monthly team meetings have been happening for like a year at this point. They've had different people coming and going. But I think it's super crucial just to keep everyone up to date with where your head, the boss, is at. Because especially as creative business owners, like we're dreaming and scheming in our head all day long. But if you can't share that with the people who are trying to support you and trying to help you grow, they can't go into that role at all. And so it's been interesting for myself to see how open and transparent we are publicly. Like we share income reports and we talk about numbers and we talk about launches ad spends, data, like all the things. And then how all of a sudden it just felt kind of weird or kind of that we were holding back when it came to our team, which is like just the funniest thing for me to think about. But I realized that we truly have to just like keep everyone up to date and sharing like what's coming down the pipeline so they can they can speak up if they see something that they feel like that they could be good at or that they want to take on. Yeah, I I think we spent at least six months, if not eight months of that year, 
really just reporting back on things that already happened. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple months have tried to turn the tables a bit and prepare them for the fireball that we're sending their way and like, give them some heads up and also give them access to what's happening in other people's worlds. Because most of well, all of them actually are independent contractors. Like technically, they don't have to know what any of the other people are doing. Like that's just, it's not necessarily necessary for their role. But I do think they're better at their jobs when they see where their piece of the puzzle fits into the greater picture. Mm -hmm. And I think it just goes back to our conversation. If you listen to the thing about personality traits and all that jazz a couple episodes ago, we, Emily and I talked about as INFJs, like we are big visionaries and we see pieces of the puzzle. And before we were like, here's this piece of the puzzle that happened last month. I'm like, you're welcome, guys. (laughs) I think it was not really filling us up because we were just only letting them in on certain pieces. But now that we've been able to like be more open with like giving access to our Trello boards and like, I think we were like so scared and I get it like in the beginning that someone was going to rip us off, but we've really learned to trust the members of our team and know that they're not going to like run and gallivant off with all of our information (laughs) and use it in their own business. Those are some good points because I think everybody gets burned somewhere along the line and then they're kind of scared to mm-hmm. put themselves back out there again. And I think it's it's really good for the team to know what everybody else is doing, what their role is, and it definitely makes everything a whole lot easier. Yeah. It's well, not annoying, but I think over-communicating at first is so good. Yeah. And I love that you guys keep saying, ask me, ask me. There's no stupid questions because I think sometimes you're like, oh, I should probably know this or is this a stupid question? And I think you lose time instead of just asking sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Also, like sometimes the quality of your work is only as good as the quality of like the instructions that you get. So sometimes you think you're being clear on what you want. So people need to feel free to be able to ask you questions without you being like, oh, I already told you what to do and whatever. But yeah. Right. Well, and I think that's why I like having a team board in Trello has really helped because we can keep a lot of that stuff like in one place and either see what other people are working on or just knowing that everyone can just go back to that board to find any sort of training or information that they might be missing instead of having to ask. Because, you know, sometimes like our delay on answering questions is not great. Um, we get a lot of notifications all day, every day. And the ones that we like are most crucial to us from our team sometimes just slip through the cracks. And so having like a backup plan for your backup plan of communication, I think is something that we're learning. So like understanding how we want to be communicated with, okay, if we don't reach If we're not reaching you there, like if we're not responding, what's your backup plan? What's your backup plan? Because we need stuff like that. Like we need multiple touch points of look at this thing. I need you to address this thing over here because the amount of heat my phone gets from the notifications all day is bananas. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Yeah. And I think that's a good point how you're making recordings of things like the trainings in there that you did for the VA, because the one day I wanted to go change something instead of asking you, I could see how to do it in Squarespace, exactly how you set it up. 
So even if you don't have that ideal person in your business, starting to create that board with trainings and systems and things in your business is is helpful. Dude, it all go- like all of this goes back to systems and people. Mm-hmm. Systems and people. Like ultimately, this business would be a hot mess if we didn't have Trello and we couldn't organize our stuff. And we couldn't keep track of everything. Like just the other day, Emily was talking to me about these people that had just joined a program that we had been affiliate for. And they were in the new Facebook group and they're like, I can't find my login information anywhere. And she was just like, I wonder why I never lose my login information. And she's like, oh, yeah, because I always write it down and have it in the same place. Yeah. Crazy. People were like, I always have to go into my email and search for my confirmation email so I can find my login information. And I'm like, oh, we solved that problem like a year and a half ago. Everything is just preloaded and it's great. Um, and it's just that habit of copy and pasting it yeah. in a trail and it takes like five seconds. I mean, even this morning we were like, dude, our affiliate links are not in there. Okay, we need to change that because yeah. it would be super easy to find what we need. Exactly, exactly. I want to go back to a little bit of the conversation about trying to find the VA or the employee or the independent contractor, whatever you guys want to call them, who wears all the hats and who does all the things. I think there's a there's a season right now of everyone wanting to hire a business manager. And I don't necessarily think everyone has the same definition for what that means. And so it results in people saying, I need a business manager. And then they bring someone on and you just offload a whole bunch of shit to that person. And then no one's happy. And so, Nikki, I would love to hear your take on, like, A, what you see a business manager role being and, like, your learning how to lean into your zone of genius and how that really affects, like, your productivity and your performance better than saying, yes, I can do all of these things. That's a great question because that's also like saying, I need a VA. And then you have all these random VAs jumping in saying that they can do all the things. Yeah. As with any position, you have to define exactly the person that you're looking for. And for us, we were like, okay, well, we think we want this person. And I think we're defining as we go, mm-hmm. as we mapping out the things that I'm taking on in the business. And maybe we end up and we give my give me a different title or maybe it is business manager. I think you don't always know. And I think you have to be open to like pivoting, like just in your business, like just within your team as well. Things are not always clear cut, but you know that these things you don't want to do or they don't make sense for you to do. And so some one person does it. And so I think hmm, it's tricky. I think a business manager is definitely something that manages a whole lot of things that doesn't make sense to the business owners to do anymore. And I think the reason why we're figuring it out is because I'm still such a big doer in all of the things. And so, yeah. And I think it's really good to know that if you are like for us, we're figuring out because we are thinking that this is the role and then we're seeing that these are still the tasks. Yeah. So I think if you don't are not open and honest and communicative about your expectations on both sides, then it can be challenging yeah. and disappointing for both sides. Well, and I think it's hard because 
I think some people are like, I want a manager, but if you don't have any systems in place for them to just automatically take over, like, okay, we are organized to the nines, but there is still a lot of work to be done to make that business manager role, like even make sense ultimately. And so the reason it's been a hard transition for Nikki to move from tasks to manager is ultimately because we are building as we go. And so, but I think the reason it's, I'm still happy with it is because she's still doing stuff. Like she's still taking things off her plate that I would be doing or Emily would be doing. And I'm like, literally, I think I was working like three full-time jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) before Nikki and a couple of our other contractors came on board. And it's just a testament to you don't even realize how much things you're managing the stuff in your day that's like distracting Mm -hmm. you from doing your job. I mean, seriously, if you really go back and look at like our revenue line and it was like, we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't have enough people. And it was like, we were literally losing money. And then we flatlined and we flatlined. And then it was like, oh, we finally got some people up to speed. And it was like, our biggest month of sales ever. <laughs> like, and I just think it makes And sense. then another big month. And then oh. another big month. <laughs> I know. So I think having those people in place puts you back in the driver's seat and it puts you back working where you need to be working to drive revenue. And I think as CEO, you think, well, I'm just supposed to be like directing, but usually as a small business owner, your role is best suited in driving revenue, not Mm -hmm. directing or managing. Mm -hmm. And so I well, and that's what I'm mo- seriously most excited about 2018. Honestly, like the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018. So we just had a, a really great conversation about the future of TCC, like pretty much mapped out all of this year and next year a little bit. And it feels really good. Like going into 2018, I really foresee our role being that like kind of chess master role instead of like on the ground running, doing the work of just like, we have the moving pieces that we know work, like where are we going to put them? And how are we going to organize the game instead of like figuring out what those pieces even are? And I really encourage you guys that if you haven't figured that out yet, like it's coming. It it, it does not come the first month. It does not come the first year even. Like It might not come the first two years like it did for us, but if you're being strategic about like learning what's working and what isn't in your business and being consistent, like so much that it hurts your eyeballs to continue doing that thing, like blogging, like posting on social media, like vlogging, whatever it is, right? Like hosting webinars, like showing up to that you know, craft show or whatever it may be for you. Sometimes I feel like we get tired of like repeating those same old processes, but I'm looking back now at year one of TCC and then, and going into, I mean, we haven't even turned two years old yet, you guys. And, and seeing so how so drastically different year two has been from year one. I mean, it just like blows my mind. Well, I was having this conversation with Kelly Parker Smith. I don't know if y'all know her, but she's the bomb. I was on the phone with her yesterday and I was like, how do I have time to do this? It's Monday. I'm at Chipotle. I'm (laughs) sitting here eating my lunch by myself. I don't really have anything to do. Like, I mean, I always have things to do. 
I choose to not have anything. To right. Do. Let's be clear. It, w- it was a good not having anything to do moment. Yeah. So I'm sitting here eating. I have this freedom. And you know what? I'm going to go home. And instead of like going back to work or blogging until six or seven or nine or two or whatever, like I did that first year, I'm going to go home and I'm going to like craft. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like Emily started painting a couple of weeks ago and I picked up weaving like I'm like literally like an inch and a half into my project so let's <laughs> let's not let's not call it a hobby you guys yet. order your wall art now no no but I just the fact that I even have time for a hobby is so crazy to me because I spent so long getting to this point where the fact that I have free time and free headspace yeah to even spend on something like that. I looked at my my Amazon cart and I was like, what the fuck is Abby buying yarn for? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know what you were making. I was like, did she she get a cat? Like what happened? (laughs) What is she going to do with that in essential oils? (laughs) Well, I also bought soap making stuff and all sorts of, I just have too much free time all the time. Abby's house is now Etsy headquarters in Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) It's got all the homemade products. It's a good point though, because if you are having more success and you're achieving more in your business, what is it worth if you're not living more, you know? Yeah. I think it's good. In a way, it's like a nice message to yourself like I can do that I can just craft I can go to Chipotle because this is the lifestyle that I'm working towards we we live big over here guys Chipotle on Mondays is what we strive for (laughs) (laughs) it's like I'm not on a yacht I don't want a yacht I'm like content get me away from every body of water thank you you can keep your deathly murky shallows of no thanks I'm good I want a yacht no I'm good. You you keep your sharks. You keep your sharks. No, I, it's funny. Like, but it, it's exciting because it's like as we get more free time back, I'm excited to see where we spend it and where we invest it. And like, are we going to invest it in growing a family or like I don't know? Like, are you going to adopt again? Like, I, the the verdict is still out on that one. You should see your eyeballs right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, but like that might actually you might have the headspace for it at some point well and I don't know if if the listeners know but so Emily and Abigail don't work on Mondays so that's where the extra day is coming in because Emily wants to be with her daughter and I think it's kind of inspired all of us because that's like my day too I'll take Carl to the zoo or do a random thing for myself that I keep putting off that I shouldn't Sometimes that's fun, like a hair appointment, and other times it's going to the doctor. But mm-hmm. it's cool, like all those little niggly things that you never get to. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I just would like to say, like, I, from day one of being in business, we, on one hand, we've we've never been the business owners that have been like hustle, hustle, hustle till you die, and then you get to enjoy it. Like, yes, there were some nights where we were up late blogging, definitely more so Abby than me. Like, I'm not. I, that was not my life. I did not want to be 
you know, on my computer at midnight working on stuff, no matter, no matter how much I enjoyed it, I wanted to be doing other things. And I was very adamant about that. I'm still adamant about that now, 4.15 and I'm out. Like if you have a business question, it's going to get till tomorrow. Uh, weekends, we're out. Like we don't work on weekends, period. And we've been very, very structured about that from day one. But on the flip side of that, <laughs> we also, it's kind of a no bullshit excuse of, okay, but we blogged five days a week for a year. Okay, but we put three podcasts out a week. Okay, but we, you know, create this content. We do this over here and we do it unapologetically and we do it with such like consistency that everyone like rolls their eyes. They do not even understand how it happens because that's the foundation that we know and that we knew a year ago was going to let us have this conversation. And it's that when we were able to create such a content library and such an archive and such an audience, like what is the phrase? And it's usually generally around money, but I like it around business mentality of like work, work like no one else is now so you can live like no one else can later. Like that's literally what's happening right now because we hustled our asses off in our business for a year. I'm not saying we're not hustling now, but it's just a different kind of hustle. And we did that grind and we did that dirty work and we did it all ourselves that now we're living a completely different life than most of our peers who started the same time we did. And for that, I'm not sorry. And I think at first you do kind of put in more time. You put in your time. Yeah. So you get out. Yeah. So how do people, I think from the outside looking in, it looks like you guys do it all. Oh, God. Breathing space. So, so how do you do it all? And with consistency, does that mean you first nail one thing? Yes. Do you need to be consistent yes. at a whole yes. lot of things? You first like, nail one thing. Well, I think we first nailed one thing really well by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then I think over time, we nailed other things with the help of other people. So like, the blog literally at this point would not exist if Allie wasn't on our team. Allie and Janet, Pe shout out to them ladies. Period. End of story. Like, yep. we don't manage it at all. Like, I yep. haven't touched a blog post myself like, I mean, I write them occasionally, but I haven't, like, literally logged in, in like to Squarespace year. to touch the blog in a year, which is crazy. And so, like, that is not, like, if you see us putting out blog posts and you're like, how do they do it? We hire people. Us. Yeah. Like, it's not us. And, like, the podcast, it, like... You think it's a beast to put three podcasts out? It is a beast. Do you know how many people touch three podcasts? Mm -hmm. I would I would venture to guess half a dozen, if not more people. Oh yeah, like Almost, the two. Yeah, over over ten people, I think, touch every episode. So we record every episode. Emily will put it up in Dropbox, and so, we've yeah, gone well, over this first, process before. We're brainstorming content, and sure. I'm reaching out to guests, or Katie is vetting who could or shouldn't be on the show. We're having a 15-minute conversation with the guests to see if they would even be a good fit. Abby and I are scheduling our own content. We're planning out the year, and then recording the episode, designated time to make it happen, going into Dropbox, making the cuts telling our editing team what the cuts are so they can put the thing together. They tag Nikki. She makes the graphics. She tags Allie. She uploads it to Squarespace. Like so many people are a part of every single episode that goes out. It's not even funny. And I don't even know how many people on the editing side oh, touch yeah. it. It's probably at least, at least two or three. At least. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's no small feat to get that out every month and it will continue to be that. So we don't do it all. Mm -mm. So as far as like encouraging you, I think, I think you have to start small, but I think you have to stick to your guns. Like if you're going to say, I'm going to do X, like unapologetically, you have Mm -hmm. to do it without Yeah, no excuses. Like you can't tell me your kid is sick or you're... Like you don't feel good out. or whatever. Like I did it through thick and thin for over a year mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. And then and then I got help later. But like because I built that foundation, we have consistent traffic to our website that's organic, that we're not paying for, that that is built thousands the foundation. Upon thousands of eyeballs. <sighs> like Without eyeballs, without those people, we wouldn't have been able to build our email list the way we have. And without our email list, we wouldn't have people to sell to. And so it all works together. So ultimately, you need to build some sort of content Mm -hmm. to get people in your door, to get people on your stuff and be consistent about it. I don't cons- I don't care if it's five days a week, but if you're doing it once a week, you can't skip a week. Mm-hmm. Like plan ahead for it. If you know you're going on vacation, write in advance. Yeah. Like you can schedule this stuff out. I mean, I did I've done a launch, if not more than one launch, while on vacation. Mm-hmm. I I launched from Myrtle Beach last year. And that went well. I mean, it wasn't like mind blowing, but like we successfully did it mm-hmm. and I was still on the beach every day. Yeah. So so you can do your job from anywhere without excuses. Yep. So, so find the thing that you want to be consistent about and yeah. be consistent. Yeah, it has to be some sort of content. It doesn't I don't care what it is. If it's your your vlog, if it's your blog, if it's a podcast, if it's your YouTube channel. Like, I don't care what it is, but it has to be some sort of content and you have to literally no excuses, pick your schedule and stick with it. And if you don't, and if you're still struggling and if you're still like, where is my foundation? Where are my people? It's because you skipped that phase, like hands down, period, end of sentence. And maybe at first don't outsource the content creation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting it edited, getting it uploaded, getting it. Absolutely. But yeah. at first, maybe be the content creator yeah. so that yeah. those people want to hear from you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was a whole lot of, you know, lecturing and <laughs> behind the scenes at TCC. Uh, I think we're, we're really excited for you guys to be on this journey and see where it goes. And I think we just wanted to kind of break it down a little bit about like who all has a role back here and, and, so you, we can lift the curtain a bit to show you that it isn't just us anymore, but it was us for a long time. And it was just us for over a year. And we laid a lot of those foundations. And hopefully this can kind of give you a glimpse at, at your future if you're doing those same foundations right now, because I hope that you can trust in your own systems and your own content to pay off in the end, because it does every time, every time. Anything else you want to add, Abby? No, I'm just happy for our first 100 episodes, and I can't wait to do 100 more. Maybe eventually we'll slow down, but I think the three episodes a week is going to last for a while. Yeah. Catch you guys later. Bye.